0: Hello and welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. What's up, guys? (laughs) I say, What's up, dudes?
1: What's
0: up? So, this is our. You, you You always
1: mess with me when you do. You'd you love catching me off guard when yeah. you get things started,
0: but you were looking dead. I know I'm you actually, looked dead out yeah, me, too. Brain went blank. That's um, that's not uncommon. No, it's not. Hey, tell me that really cool story about the bees you were telling me earlier, dude. Actually don't, I'll leave. <laughs> the difference
1: in the aggressions between species no, of no, wasp
0: and out. bees. I'm out. No. No. <laughs> Did you hear what he was saying? I was like, chill out, Steve or Steve Irwin. He corrected me. I, I go, I go, hey Larry, that job you you're gonna be Bill doing Nye, this week. Actually. He said I said that this job you're gonna be doing this week. I said, be careful, there's wasps out there. He goes, No, you they're didn't. not wasps. They're no, uh, no.
1: Australian red fire no. bugs or something. <laughs> no, you said they were bees, and bees are not aggressive.
0: Do it in an Australian accent. Bees are not aggressive. Bees are not aggressive. <laughs> bees are not aggressive. They come from the South Wild of right. African Central. You right. said
1: they were bees. I said there were wasps. Bees aren't aggressive. I actually named the the just, species of wasp that it was.
2: Just like uh, um, Ray. Uh, sh- Dadgummit. I had a great comeback for that and I totally screwed it up. Uh oh, he pulled Larry. Just like mana rays aren't aggressive, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> like,
1: until they are. Hey.
0: Like like <laughs> until my until they old, are. Like my old man used to say when I was a kid, so you leave them alone to leave you alone. Yep. That's how he sounds too.
1: Oh, that's pretty much true.
0: So let's introduce our guest this week. We have Oh, we have
1: a guest. We have I know Drew. that's why I'm so excited actually.
0: It, like it would be like you to forget. But we do have a guest this week. His name's Drew. Um, I want to kind of go over. I'm gonna, you know this. This podcast is built on transparency, and I'm going to go over exactly what happened to get us here today. So normally we record on Wednesday mm-hmm. afternoon and at this two is... o'clock, and this is Friday night at seven o'clock.
1: So, um, so what do Christians do on Friday night at seven o'clock?
0: I don't know about uh. I do but me and Mark usually get together and chug vinegar.
2: Friday. That's right, man. Crank
0: us ah, uh, That's right. Get
1: our bagpipes <laughs> out and go yeah. marching and yeah. drinking. And some. Drew, Drew actually Nipple knows. <laughs> okay, <laughs> dude, no. that's Saturday nights. So. Yeah, hold on. Drew actually knows what I typically do about sunset on on Friday nights. Yep, yeah. he's Eat usually well. out there sweating. Mowing my lawn. Oh, really?
0: Yep. Nice.
1: Yeah he, yeah, he lives right behind Ken.
0: Okay, so before I lose my train of thought, hold on a sec. Okay, Uh-oh. there's a train so, here. Yeah. Did you so, hear about
1: the derailment?
0: So do you remember? No, I don't care. Um, you, you remember the episode with Indy, right? We had to reshoot that one, yes. and then there were some things that she was scared to tell us in the first episode that came out in the second episode. She actually lost a well, her kid was murdered by a witch coven back in the day. And she wow. didn't tell us. She didn't tell us that in the first episode. She was afraid to do it because she's still going through the trials and everything. Um, that I think is going on like right now as we speak. But uh, but anyway, um, so we knew that God had a purpose of us reshooting that show, right? And so um, and well, this we one, didn't at the time. Yeah, we didn't at the time. But we then, learned yeah. that. So in this episode. Um, we we interviewed this atheist named Pete. Um, he's a 19 year old atheist, and um, the whole episode I kept saying, "Look, you guys know how I am." Just live on the show. I was saying that the energy felt off, and something felt off about it. I didn't like it. Um, I felt very uncomfortable. I felt like we we all kind of got triggered and um, uncomfortable, and we kind of interviewed him. I think mainly because, like, here's the deal. Like I told you guys before, I was, I was like, "I don't how I don't know how you guys respect me at all because I'm so much younger than you." And then I kind of treated that kid the way that, like, I figured you guys should treat me. Probably. Oh, no, so do
1: we need to start treating you that way? Hey, no, no. We you just want, got permission, didn't you we? You want
0: your kneecaps? You better not. You get one of these in the kneecap. <laughs>
1: Remember, I, I
0: packed. So. I would try to punch you in the face. <laughs> 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 I think where where we or I got off track
1: was,
2: uh, you know, we stated this show isn't a Christian apologetics, and then. And then, we and then we did it. And then we did it. Yeah. And I, I didn't started feel like we did. I did. I started. I
0: did. Well, I, I I honestly thought it was me. I thought in the beginning that I really is the one that was like, well, but haven't you, you know? that right. kind of started arguing. I,
1: I was just grateful that. Yeah, he, for one, he didn't Larry. turn all his frustration <laughs> at me, right. blaming me for the whole thing because I was like sitting over here all innocent.
2: No,
0: you
1: were. Yeah. No, I mean, La- you, yeah. Larry <laughs> hey, was, hey, there really, was. really, Hold on a second. Hold arms arms on a second.
0: <laughs> I want to say this because Larry's usually the one that's that I have to take to the side, and like Larry. No, <laughs> right. no, no, no. <laughs> yep. And then, but in this episode, Larry was, Larry was sitting over Zach. there with his pen, going, "Is Mark and Zach ever going <laughs> to stop arguing with this guy?" Yeah. But
1: I just wrote notes. But anyway,
0: um, and I ended up pol- apologizing to the kid at the end of the show. Um, and um, I said, "I'm, you know, I, I'm a sorry. And, you know, well, anyway, we got done watching the show. And at the, well, at the beginning of the show, Mark stopped and said, hey, Zach, our backup recording, because we always have, we have one recording and we have a backup one. Right. And Mark said, hey, at the very beginning, he said, backup, backup's not recording. It's full. What do you want me to do? We have never had to use the backup recording ever. And so I said, "Just run with it. Who cares? It doesn't matter." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Okay, cool." And I wasn't worried about it. Well, it turns out the the um, our first recording wasn't plugged in. So we we <laughs> after we, we <laughs> shot Actually, a full two hour episode uh, and it was gone.
1: Minutes of audio.
0: Yeah, and we had about fourteen minutes of audio. So we, um, I and I
1: guess what. It no way could be my fault because right. I am the only one here that does not have yep.
0: any technical skills. <laughs>
1: oh, Larry, just stop
0: it. And so, stop it. And so I ended up storming out of the room. I ended up storming out of the room and saying, we're not putting an episode out this week. I'm done. <laughs> Forget about it. I almost threw a chair through the window in the lobby. No, I didn't almost do that. But I thought about it. It'd be I Actually, probably would have stressed de-stressed me a little bit. No, would it wouldn't have because then you'd you know? had
1: me all over you. Right.
0: Yeah, oh, I would have ran. I run for a reason, <laughs> but
1: you anyway. You run fast enough for that one.
2: But, um, I anyway, know, man, I think he he might. I don't know, you got a big long stride, but I, I think he might out
1: be about you.
2: But he's only got about three you of them. You haven't that's seen me throw. Oh, I gotta throw a
0: brick. <laughs> wow. yeah. Um, so anyway, I went to church that night. I went to church that night, and our friend Drew over here, um, who is um, a former atheist, he's been going to church here. How long have you been going to church here now? A couple months, yeah, maybe about three? Months. three, yeah, yeah about two and a half, three months, yeah, oh. right around three, I think. And um, well, we don't really look at him as a former atheist anymore. And we're sitting there talking, greeting each other because we're both in church and stuff like that. And it clicked. I go, oh my gosh, your backstory is almost the same exact story as Pete, the one we're interviewing. And right. I said, you need to be, we're going to re record the show and you need to be here for it. And he said, I'll be there. And so, um, yeah, with a with few exceptions. Drew, how old are you? Uh, I'm 33. No way, yeah. dude! I should have okay. took better care of myself. That's crazy, dude. Yep, we're almost the same age. You look like you're in your mid twenties. That's not. Well, yeah, not good. Have you ever done drugs? A lot of hard drugs. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's stupid. Then mm-hmm. why do I? Why do I? Why did I do drugs and look like this, and he did drugs and looks like that? That's not fair.
3: Just another thing I have to be thankful to God for. Yeah,
2: there you go. I have a theory about that, but I'll tell you. No, tell <laughs> what, me, what tell me at. now, tell me now. Well, <clears throat> uh, he may have done more
0: hallucinogens than you. Have you ever done a hallucinogen? Uh, yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. We we interviewed a guy a couple weeks ago that did hallucinogens and like literally conversated with demons. Have has anything ever like that happened to you? Like spiritual?
3: Um, no, I wouldn't say with demons, but definitely. Um. Alucinogens definitely did not uh, did not work on me too well. I was usually crying and and <laughs> usually in some kind of distress. Bad trip, really? <laughs> always a bad trip.
0: Yeah, I feel like I would too because I'm a real like anxious individual. I feel like I would be bad for me oh, too. You
1: know, actually, I've gotten to know you a little bit mm-hmm. outside the church, even, right. and that kind of surprises me. To yeah. be honest with you, I, I would have not thought that <laughs> lifestyle was. Uh, party who was stupid. Right. <laughs> and
3: I think I think that's the reason why I could uh, get away with it for so long was that I was the guy that no one expected who was a closet heavy heavy drug user. So would
0: you would no. you say it got to the point where you like um where you were like addicted?
3: Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. I I mean I I've been I've been to a couple rehab centers.
2: Oh, really? cool. So you had to mm-hmm. go through recovery. I did. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. uh, coming up on 11 and a half years sober. Let's Congratulations.
3: go, dude. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I just passed two and a half years. Far out, so Wow, awesome. What
0: did you recover f- from? You, uh, oh, you did narcotic analgesics, huh? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, you yeah. did pain pills.
2: Uh, no, no, no. Speed, man. I was all about methamphetamine, yeah. cocaine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Anything that sped me up, slowed me down. I think that'd probably be my, my drug of choice. I guess
1: it. I was an idiot. Because, I mean, like, truthfully, first off, listen. Hear that? Uh, you couldn't do First coke. off, yeah. yeah. It I had friends, you know, here, try this. I'm like, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, and plus sniffing yeah. such an inefficient way right. to do drugs. But, but all I did, <laughs> right? All I did was, well, you know, my my aunts were in Teen Challenge, and and I watched all those videos of the right. 60s of the shooting up and throwing up. Uh, I, that would just... That, Marked me for life, I wasn't never gonna happen. I thought it was Got so it.
0: funny when I like I I grew up around drugs my I, literally the first time I ever did meth was with my mom when I was fourteen. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah so wow. so I grew up around a bunch of drug addicts and I think about it now and it was so funny how they place so much value on shooting up. like they mm-hmm. would literally be sitting there smoking an eight ball of meth, passing mm-hmm. it around and then talking crap on people that that railed it, it was uh, like right. Yeah. Right. Like, well, wait well, a second. Know, there's, right. there's
3: levels of addiction, right? You right. Know, I, and I'm a I'm a cleaner addict than that. Yeah. Right. Well, Extra. at least yeah, we may be like railing a, an eight ball,
0: yeah. but at least we're not doing that. Yeah. I, I never did. That I never did like, shoot it. I couldn't.
3: That like, sounds like I mean, alcoholics,
1: like you know, Comparing themselves to the ones that drink it neat or on right. the right, 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 exactly. Oh, right. Yeah. He, drink, he drinks on the rocks.
0: You yeah. drink it straight. You both drink a half a bottle, Ted. It doesn't matter how
2: you put it in your body. You put it in your body.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he drank a half a bottle a day. Yeah, well, honey, you were drinking three bottles of wine a day. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and then like, yeah, I mean, you can look at it this way. Well, I wasn't drinking as much calories with the coke and sugar and stuff like that. I was just, you know, just a clean, little cleaner. No, well, I can't you say that. <clears> throat> throat> I would, I would be like this with Crown, <throat> and then this with Coke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so I could say I'm not an alcoholic. My,
1: mine was show it the bottle of Sprite and scare it. All right oh yeah <laughs> show yeah, it the yeah, bottle is yeah. right. but no i mean i used to smoke smoke the joint and take bird eggs ah what's yeah. that so speed speed uh, white okay. crosses so yeah but like mollies A white crosses mollies. Is bird eggs yeah. they were all speed but Looking back, I didn't realize I'm doing a downer and an upper at the same time. Right. Yeah. Is this
0: a Christian podcast? <laughs> I know, right? Well, it just well, goes to show is. you that it's hey, it's amazing where Christ a long can, way. Can
2: Yeah, can take you we've, from where you were yeah, to a whole different yes, reality.
1: We have come a long Praise way. God. All of that was dependent Freedom. on the world yeah. to fill the void. Amen. Yep. That we all yeah. have inside us
0: so exactly. drew I want to get into your your testimony a little yeah. bit so well, what brought you so to the Lord you were you were an atheist right
3: yes before now, before coming back to and how Jersey.
0: how long ago were you an atheist like uh, four months ago you were an you're full-blown atheist yeah, right
3: yeah um so I would probably say I would start calling myself an atheist probably about when I went to college 18 19 years old.
1: Now.
0: same as that kid that oh, you're fixing to talk to same thing it's
1: just like bingo
0: would you say that college is what helped pull you away um from christianity
3: uh, i think definitely yeah but there was a lot of things that i was doing early on that didn't mesh with you know your christianity belief system, and yeah. my belief system and and so it was kind of that uh, dichotomy that you were living in that was just like you're you kind of one foot in one foot out and you know you had to choose a side, and I chose. Yeah, yeah. I, I chose the side that I thought was right at no. the time, which ended so, up leading me down a world of hurt for sure.
0: So four months ago, when somebody, if somebody would have started a conversation about God, what what would you have said about God?
3: Um, for me, I mean, it it was because I had um, experience like in religion with God and stuff like that. I was I would never be the one that just like riled and discussed, but what I want to partake or usually I wouldn't put myself around many people that wanted to yeah. talk about God you know what I mean you'd I probably like entertain
0: the, you'd entertain the conversation just not to ruffle any feathers but you yeah. just you didn't really believe
3: right no and i mean that's because you know i i still come from a a, a semi religious family but from my grandparents side definitely a very super religious family.
0: did you ever tell them that you didn't believe in God anymore no no, you, you kept it to yourself pretty no, much.
3: Yeah. And so, I mean, they knew, you know, they knew I wasn't going to church and so, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they knew in their own sense, but just out of respect for them and their belief system.
0: You didn't tell them? No. That's how, um, um, atheist ask was how huh? there's some, some of his family that he didn't, he didn't tell just, he didn't want to ruffle any further.
3: Yeah. I mean, I've met plenty of, you know, atheists in my time, you know, you have the ones that are very pushy about it. Like, you know, like, it's yeah. not real. Like. Everyone yeah. who believes is is an idiot. I, I'm kind of more, I was more the laissez-faire, like, you know what? You can believe whatever you want to believe, you know? The, yeah. This is my, this is my walk. Yeah. That's your walk. Keep it yeah. over there. I'll keep mine.
0: Yeah. You know. So you were a very vocal but, atheist. Yeah. Sh-
1: share with us, I mean, because, okay, what religion were you raised? Uh, I was raised Catholic. Raised Catholic. Here in Oklahoma, are you in Okie? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was born and raised in uh, Tulsa. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, you were, were raised up in the Catholic Church, correct? And basically, after you went to college, you kind of wandered away from the Lord. Yeah, uh, share with us because it is, it is very difficult for my mind. I was raised Pentecostal and I walked away from the Lord, right? And I went and did my own thing. Well, I mean, we just talked about some of the mm-hmm. stuff that I did too. Yep. So, um, I never lost.
0: He never. I, he never I fully never was doubted. like God isn't real. Yeah, right. I never but, doubted, but, that but he there didn't was serve him in his actions.
3: Right. So, in that sense, you know, um, I I've always been interested in science and everything else, and so I think more of my studies and the people I was associated with, um, you know, my degrees in biology and chemistry. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've done, you know, I've, I've a deep background in, you know. Um, evolution, genetics, all the things. And so it just, it never meshed that it, it just didn't make any more sense to me to to believe that there could be a divine power out there controlling everything. And especially, you know, when um, I could utilize my free will so easily, right? And I wasn't seeing the signs or recognizing the signs of my life that there was a God out there.
0: So you switched that, why? You switched that from... Seeing, or you, you said seeing to recognizing, you switched your verbiage there because now now that you're a Christian, I, I think I know why, because now that you're a Christian, you look back at that time and realize that God was there the whole time?
3: Yeah, I, I think it's easy to see when you can start looking at God through that lens that he is alive, breathing here with you in all times and with your... and spiritually in your soul with you at all
0: times even then
3: yeah i mean and i mean i think you could probably talk to a lot of people there's plenty of times in my life where um i shouldn't be here and i i, I got on Definitely, i could count on hands and feet at 33 years old how many friends i have that are either overdosed or murdered or yeah and we're not talking about street kids you know i knew those two um, we're talking about middle middle america you know i the generation that I was in kind of was a resurgence in the dangerous drugs again. And people were just dying left and right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially from the, when the narc, narcotic analgesics came around, like the pain pills and the the heroin. And
3: that's what, that was my deal. Right. So, you know, pain pills were readily available when I was in high school. I mean, every, every, everybody and their grandma had a whole cabinet full of any opiate you could
0: ask for. I hadn't even heard of them in high school. I didn't even know they existed.
3: Right, and That's the, so crazy. for me, you know, you sprained your ankle, you go to the doctor, you got ten Lortab.
0: Yeah, back then so they give them to you like easy. Like, you know it was like They're yeah. giving them out. Yeah, can. I've
1: taken Loratab legally. Yeah, I'd never found them to be an exceptional drug well it i just mean, I, I hear you and they I think barely it's get a, rid of the pain i, was I in there totally loved like, them that's I, why that's why they a, call
0: it a drug of choice yeah. right here's ibuprofen i developed
1: 800 and here's a lortab right. i
0: developed yeah, i developed it. a problem on them too but i went to this doctor in my mid-20s in my mid-20s and i had um i i'm currently in a lawsuit with a hernia mesh company and my hernia mesh migrated and i've got mm-hmm. like a bunch of severed nerves down there and they're like you need 100 pain pills a month for this right, of course. and i'm like really and then I remember I was taking them I was taking them no matter what if I was in pain or not. Yeah. I had taken them literally, literally multiple times a day. And yeah. and when I popped one when I wasn't in pain, I was like, ah, you got a problem. Right. Like this is a problem. Well, you know,
3: I think I think most people don't realize too is that there's a big difference between like addiction and then being physically dependent upon a substance. So right. addictions, a certain set of people are gonna get addicted. You know, yeah there's only a small subset. But the dangerous thing about the opioids is that every single person who takes them will become physically no matter what, no matter what, no
0: matter what. Yeah.
2: Drew, uh, it's kind of a, a philosophy I have. I, we do a, we have a lot of people on this show and, you know, I see these young people that are deconstructing that are falling out of their parents' religion effectively. Yeah. Um, do you think the catalyst for you was powerlessness?
3: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, and I can trace that back to, you know, what was going on in my own home. Right. So, I mean, I think you see a lot of the things So we can talk about epidemics in America, about everything, right. Marriage, Mm -hmm. divorce, you know, um, all the things. And so that all went through my family, you know, and so it's hard to reconcile for a lot of these people. Right. Is that, Oh, you know, my parents, you know, oh, they're, they want to go to, they're in church all the time. They're flawed human beings, just like all of us. Right. I don't place any blame upon my parents whatsoever. I made the choices I've made, but you see your parents in a different light as you grow older, right? So when you're younger, you see your parents as infallible, they can do no wrong. And then you start with grace, realizing they're just humans, just like
1: yeah sometimes Um, we don't use grace every child sometimes we just think they're idiots oh no no, they're not as smart as i thought they were every child hits that
2: point of from you know adoration to judgment yeah oh yeah you know usually it's somewhere in the teen years (laughs) my my kids
1: definitely went through that right and i earned every bit of it well
2: what, what i meant was the catalyst from your atheism back to Christianity yep. was it personal powerlessness yeah. did 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 you hit see like for me it was I was raised a Christian and I was like you I didn't want to be around them cuz I knew what they were I knew what they were talking about like Larry said I knew it was all true I just I just didn't want anything to do with it I I had too many things to do um but then I did those things and those things brought me to my knees yeah and uh I'm just I was just kind of curious if maybe that was what what the catalyst for you was.
3: Yeah, I mean definitely. And I've been at many points, so you know, two and a half years clean and sober, right? Mm-hmm. Um I've been at many more low points in my life physically, monetarily, all these things spiritually even, but um three, four months ago, you know, my life was I mean, I wasn't even using drugs anymore. My life was literally at the lowest point.
0: Why? What Uh, What was going on? If you don't mind sharing,
3: so um, happy. So me and my wife Jennifer, Uh we were actually married just uh, back in May, Mm -hmm. uh, right after we um came to the church. Pretty much, probably about a month or two after we came to the church, um, and um, our relationship was just it was. It was throttled. Mm-hmm. We had reached the end of of our relationship, mainly due to my choices throughout. So we we had been together for eight years. So oh Jen- wow, mm-hmm. yeah. So me and Jennifer. Lots uh, of water under that bridge. Then. Yeah, and she's been through the trenches with me as far as addiction, up and down, um, mm-hmm. and been been with me through three really bad relapses. And uh, so, I mean, just seeing the writing on the wall, she she was done. You know, I have a two year old daughter.
1: Uh, uh, love, love Evie, yeah, love Evie. with her. Smart. With her, it's right. Okay, that yep. girl is smart as a whip, man. So,
0: so she had she had been through the the all this stuff with you, and then she was just kind of done with it. Yeah, and she
3: was she was reaching her spiritual end of her rope too. I
0: mean, we were two lost souls. Um, was she was she she wasn't an atheist, but she was kind of on her way out.
3: Um, I wouldn't say an atheist. She just didn't want any part of formalized or organized religion whatsoever. Um, she was raised to know God, but she was never baptized. Um, her so, parents were never super religious or taking her to church. So she was like God associated, but so
2: agnostic
3: effect. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. She knew there was something, um, and I, she called it God, you know, mm-hmm. what she thought of as God, but it's totally different than probably what she sees today for sure.
0: But so you guys were technically at a rock bottom, essentially uh, like together. Yeah. And is that what drove you to find a church?
3: Um, so like, I don't want to associate it with like my wife found religion and spirituality or, or whatever, you know, came to the church. She actually came first at the bottom of it. And she basically came to me and was like, you know, like, this is, this is what I'm doing. And, um, to be honest, that's when Satan was working on me the hardest. And that's what really drove me down was I, when my wife or my, at the time my fiance came came back home to me and told me that she found God. That's going to be the center of her life and Evie's life. And that Mm -hmm. if you didn't want to be a part of it, she could easily discard me. You want to talk about Satan flowing out of me? I mean, I, you were mad. Yeah. Mad. (laughs) Yeah. Angry how dare you choose, yeah choose god over me right, right yeah like how dare you
0: didn't you come to church and and you uh <laughs> you came to church with her once no. and you like confronted the pastor and was like hey i don't believe in this crap I'm like, well, well that was the
3: plan for sure i think i went into it like this is um another hokey church you know thing yeah and a phase for jennifer you mm-hmm. know i think that was you were waiting planning. for it I to like, phase out yeah just like another one of your arts and crafts, right, you know, right? right? You know, you'll you'll be back for two or three you'll weeks. Be back. Soon, right? You'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm always that type. Like, okay, you want me to see and find out? Like, I'll go because of what you know. Um, the pastor had been saying to her and stuff. I was like, I'm. You you're not going to tell my you know all these things. I felt mm. like they were filling her head.
0: They were it's, against you. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So I came in and I didn't I didn't get that reception. So it just it really. Just like struck in my heart, right when I walked through the doors and and saw the pastor and talked with him for just a, a minute, even I was just like, okay,
0: I'll I'll come in and listen. You'll entertain it, yeah. And then what was the what was the catalyst? What was the moment that you're like, oh wow, God's real, and and I think this is the way. I think I should put Him first in everything I do. What was the moment? Um, I think.
3: I mean, it was it was during that service, you know, and when I could finally just. I'm a very introspective person. And so when I could just sit and tune everything else out going on and stuff, I I could finally re-listen to, you know, God speaking on my heart um, again. And I feel things very deeply and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so it was more like an emotional welling up. I would, you know, and I just had this welling up of emotion. I just broke down. I couldn't take it anymore. I was crying and,
0: yeah, yeah. You know. you felt wow. the Holy Spirit, awesome. and, yeah,
3: and I, and you know, that's what's interesting for me. You know, growing up Catholic, I mean, we you know we believe Father or they believe Father Son Holy Spirit, but like Holy Holy Spirit to me didn't really ever connect or really mean much.
0: Me you know, neither. When heard. I was growing up, it didn't either. I didn't even I didn't even like process it as a thing that was actively inside of you and stuff like right. that until right. I came to this church, and yeah. then you learn that it's like literally the resource that Jesus sends you to be able to live your life as a Christian. Right. Right. And so I didn't either. I was the same way.
3: Well, and you know, and that, and that was my thing is that it's kind of a, a, it's been interesting to, to um, come to a church where I feel definitely much more in tune um, with God walking hand in hand each day versus um, being something that's more of a, just an idea. or just something that's watching me at all times just
0: do this because this is what your parents told you or this is what the church tells you to do go through the motions religion essentially this Mm -hmm. this is actually a church where they help you facilitate a relationship with god yeah so and you know
3: i think um i don't ever want to say because you know uh growing up growing up catholic they there's plenty of people that have great relationships with God and stuff like that. It just, it just didn't connect with me.
0: Same. Um, I mean, that's what I say about Southern Bap- baptism yeah. is like, I don't like, I I think I owe a little bit of like, like I may not be the Christian I am today. If it wasn't for them, that's just not my thing anymore. You know right. what I mean? That's yeah. not, that's not how I want to worship, but I think there's going to be a lot of Southern Baptists in heaven and there are probably going to be some Catholics too Damn. in heaven. So, oh, yeah. so I'm not saying that it's just not, that's not what, like I my goal is to grow my relationship with God and I feel like that this church is is the what adequately helps helps that the most, right. you know? Yeah. So First off
1: no. <clears throat> sorry. Clear yourself. first yeah, I know. <laughs> first off, one of the things that we all need to remember is it is not the religion that gets us sent to heaven. It is the relationship with Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep, sure is. It absolutely is. And I, that's what I love the most about here is, like, you could you could tell it was different. Yeah, I mean, I could tell it was different the moment I walked through here. We knew the first time we came, we was like, this is it. We knew it was different than anywhere we had I, ever been.
3: I could say the same. I don't know. It's just, it, it, it really was for me. It was different than a different feeling than I've ever walked in somewhere.
0: So... Sure. How's life changed for you now since since you you've received the Holy Spirit and you've put god first how's how's it changed now
3: um you know for me of course, getting married you know um all right you know, uh, you know God blesses you know marriages especially so when you're living with him and and not apart out of his grace um but um truthfully I mean just being able to recognize the blessings of my life each day uh, is a, is a huge difference for me uh, mainly. And then um, I think, you know, the beautiful thing is there's just more to come for me. Yeah. Um, because although, you know, I want to grow that relationship. And so something that I didn't get a lot of, you know, being raised Catholic, right. Is that we, we don't, we don't, we didn't study the word a ton. The, the Bible and the Catholic Church has read to you.
0: I heard that. Yeah, I've heard that a lot.
3: So there's not a big onus, or there's not a big push within the church usually uh, to do a lot of Bible study on your own. It's not. It's not that people don't do it. It's just that the church isn't going. Hey, you need to be in your bo- in the Bible all the time. Yeah, you know. And I've so. noticed
0: Amish is like that. Catholic, um, Mormons. Um, a lot of those people say, hey. We never read the Bible. It's read to you, and then they, they'll twist the ideas to get you to kind of to see it the way they see it. They they don't, they don't encourage it, you know.
3: Right. So it's it's it it's it's a lot like um, a, a sermon in any other church. It's just that it's more, you know, direct. Right. So you, you read your you read your three four verses um, during church. They read them to you, and then they have a sermon. Yeah. That
0: somehow ties into. To those verses. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Which is similar. Okay. We're at thirty one. Let's go let's go ahead and get to Pete. I'm excited that we were able to get um Drew's testimony because I think it's gonna um connect really well with um with Pete because um I'm really glad that we're getting a second opportunity with him because um because I really felt like we did him dirt. We didn't do him dirty. We just it just wasn't it wasn't what we do here at the Help My Unbelieve podcast. So um let's get to him, Pete. There he is. What's up, Pete?
4: Yeah, sorry. I don't let my dogs out. I'm back, though.
0: Did you say dogs?
4: Yeah, I got to let my dogs out.
0: Oh, my gosh, dude. Where where are you from again? Uh,
4: Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.
0: Pennsylvania. He said Dow. He has no accent whatsoever until he says the word yeah, dog. let say
4: water. Water here. <laughs> I can get my, my bottle of water.
0: Right on. <laughs> Um, okay. So I kind of, um, prefaced, um, I, I, i just, I just was completely honest with the, um, with the audience here. Um, obviously no one's listening to it right now, but whenever we put it out, uh, we, we felt like we did you a disservice last week. So we're glad we get to speak with you again. So we're gonna, this is take two and we're getting a whole over a whole do over. So I'm glad you're here, Pete. Um, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go around the room and introduce everybody. We got one extra person in here today, so um, I'm going to go ahead and do the rounds again. You remember Mark? Hey, Pete. Hey, Mark. Hey, My lovely wife, Angela.
4: Hey, Pete. Angela.
0: And my tanned and illustriously good-sounding co-host, Larry.
1: Good to talk to you again, Pete. Well, until he doesn't clear his
0: throat whenever he's talking. Good to talk to you, (laughs) Pete. Um, And then we've got um, Drew here with us today.
3: Hey Pete, how you doing, man? I'm good. Yourself? Great.
0: So Drew, Drew is a former atheist, by the way, mm. and so um, he's joining us today. Um, not a debate podcast like like um, me and Mark was trying to do last week. Um, <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's Sorry more about of that, an, Pete. More of an interview um, style, and then um, we'll, we'll go from there. So okay. Um, okay so I we we kind of this is as far as we got
1: we need to bring up the audience what we need to bring up the audience just like like we haven't we don't know all this information about him
0: what Tell us hey, Pete, you. how old are you? that's what I was just about I'm to not- do, dude, okay. <laughs>
1: I'm not, it, it, it sounded like you were just getting ready to. I jump was diving right in. into. It.
0: Yeah, I was. Okay. I was diving right into the interview. That I, thought
1: was, I, I thought I was saving us. That My was a goodness. dive block, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed him by the collar of his shirt and pulled him back. All right. yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm
0: like, dude. You know what we need? You know, in the WWE, when they have those like light bulbs that you crack over people's right. backs, dude. God, I'd love that. They just crack you over it just once a week, dude.
1: Well, I could. Go get us a chair and crack it over your dude. Head. I would
0: love that. I feel like it would cure my ailments for like a week, dude. If I just yeah, got to crack. I'd probably some.
1: take that long for you to come back.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pete. Um, how old are you?
4: I'm 19 right now. Okay,
0: are you happy, Larry? Thank you. <laughs> Click your pin. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. So you're uh, last week. Um. This is about as far as we got in an interview. You're a former Catholic, right?
4: Uh yeah, pretty much. Pretty much? <laughs> well
1: now now on Wednesday you said you were seventeen years a Catholic. Altar boy.
0: Yeah. Did we lose him? Did we lose him?
4: No, I'm still here.
0: Okay. Um okay, so so you you became an atheist, right? You became right. an atheist whenever you got into college. Can you Explain to us, like, what the thought process behind that was.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm a biology major. I'm a uh, a biology-zoology dual major.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
4: And uh, although I might switch to uh, maybe secondary education or I might even go to, um, I might even go into, like, sciences, like evolutionary biology. Um, I don't know. When I started looking at, like, you know, biological history, evolution, you know archaeological data uh like all of this stuff, and especially like my English class where I learned about like uh logical fallacies and identifying like good writing uh sources, credible evidence um I guess I really just took like a like a scientific writer's uh world view, and I kind of adopted that, and I couldn't really fit Christianity into that
0: because uh, of the way the Bible was written, or
4: yeah, I mean. I guess so. Um, yeah, it's mostly just the way the Bible is written. Like, I mean, it's just like the historicity of the Bible, the authorship of the Bible, divine inspiration. Uh, I just take you know some issue with that.
0: So you you also mentioned archaeology in there. What what about archaeology ar- turned you away from believing in God?
4: Well, it's more like I, I guess geology. It's like, I mean, if you look at anywhere in the world, I mean, even in biology, if you look at. Um, if you go to the Nevada desert, there's a bush called King Clune. It's twelve thousand years old, um, so it's obviously predates the Noah's flood, uh, and obviously a bush wouldn't survive that. And not only that, it you know predates the age of the Earth in the biblical text. So,
0: gotcha. So you think you think if Noah's Ark was a real thing, then um, then it would be uh, it would you would still be able to have evidence for it on Earth.
4: Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it could have been a localized flood, but I still don't really see much merit of being, like, all the animals on it. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of... Pete, uh, not,
3: not, to debate, not, to, not to debate you, my friend.
4: Um, right, right. What
3: do you think about the historical texts of, of all the different ancient civilizations from each different content all having a similar story about a mass
4: flood event?
3: in their history.
4: Well, I mean, if you look at the geography of all those locations, they're all built around rivers and rivers tend to flood pretty often. So, I mean, it would make sense that there would be a flood myth in a lot of these ancient cultures, but I mean, then again, they're all conflicting on their accounts.
0: Let me ask Drew real quick. Cause this is interesting because I've never heard this. So, so there, um, there is similar texts from a bunch of different um, civilizations, or are they like, are they like talking about a big flood all around the same time, or something? Or
3: so, of course, you know, they're still trying to source out, you know, what their actual uh, language was at the time and stuff. But if you look at like through, through like uh, what we would call probably like hieroglyphics, similar to Egyptians, there's other cultures that have different depictions of some great event, whether that's a flood or a different catastrophic event in their history they all talk about a similar and they're all about the same timeline dated to about twelve thousand years ago.
0: oh okay so by the way pete um the reason why i asked um the reason why i asked um drew to come on today is because i was talking to him on wednesday night after our interview and he he literally has almost the exact same background as you grew up catholic and what was your what was your degrees in
3: uh zoology chemistry in biology, yeah. Biology, like, chemistry, yes.
0: Yeah. So like you guys like are almost so I knew you guys would would get into chats here. You guys believe different things, but you guys are into the same stuff. But. Uh,
3: yeah, for sure.
0: So um but I mean that's what we were talking about every, every uh, like the other day is like all this stuff there 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 is no way to prove it, right? There's no. well, well let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, um Pete. Would you see would you say that there is there's at least evidence for the flood or do you don't think And there's just not sufficient evidence
4: for a global flood? There's contradictory evidence. There's zero possibility it could have been an entirely global flood um, because that would have completely wiped out marsupials in Australia. And um, the only reason marsupials are in Australia is because they weren't outcompeted competed by placentals um, because the continent of Australia drifted away a few million years ago um, and placentals haven't been able to reach there. So the only reason that, um, you know, there's kangaroos in Australia, I mean, that pretty much disproves the flood. Um, But local floods, I mean, sure, I mean, there's plenty of evidence that, you know, the tigers and Euphrates constantly flood. Um, And there's also like, uh, you know, the Dead Sea, I think that floods every once in a while, the Jordan River um, floods as well, so so does the Nile. So I mean, there's plenty of evidence that, you know, there could have been a massive local flood there, but uh, an entirely global flood. Absolutely not.
1: What's the highest? Sorry, what's the highest point on Earth?
4: Uh, Mount Everest. Well, I mean, it, I guess it depends on. Is there, is there is? I anything, almost said that. No,
1: is, it is. But is there any point anywhere close to that in Australia? I didn't think they had a, a mountain range down in Australia. No,
4: Did it's all. I mean, it's it's high elevation, but it's all relatively like flat.
0: This is going to sound oh. real stupid, but is Mount Everest in America?
4: No, it's, it's in, in Nepal. In, uh, Nepal.
0: Okay. Yeah. I did, hey, dude, I, I, tell, I keep telling you and I'm not smart, dude. No, dude the, the college we got the education
4: is uh, to tell you. Mountain, in Alaska. I'm, I'm telling people, you, I've tried to do, tell
0: so. you guys. You guys are like, oh, you're smart. No, I'm not. I didn't know where Mount Everest was, and that was a serious question. Well, you, have,
1: you have your strengths yeah you have your weaknesses we just haven't found just as, them yet <laughs> yeah, just just as all of us
0: well i get it i get about the whole evidence evidence thing but like i'm well, sitting here thinking like all just i can
1: remember is, is as a kid as a kid i mean we went up and visited some of the mountains here in in colorado and when you dig you know you're a kid you're gonna dig stuff right you find seashells on mountains why really i didn't know that yes
4: well, it can be explained with continental drift. So, um yeah, you know, the the crust of the earth constantly moves. Um and if you you can you can see that like if you look at South America and Africa on a map, they kind of like fit together like a puzzle piece because they used to be one big continent. Um and as the continents move, um the elevation all over changes. So actually the Appalachian Mountains used to be the tallest mountains in the world. Um they're shrinking now and Mount Everest is growing. Uh it's growing because Um, the Indian subcontinent, uh, or the Indian, if you look at the country of India, it actually used to be its own continent. It used to be further down in the Indian ocean, but, uh, recently it's been pressed up into the, uh, Asian plate. And, um, when it smashes into that plate, that the magma, it, it, like, forces the earth upwards in, like, a, like, a triangle shape, which is the same reason we have, like, volcanoes. Um, it's, it's really just the core, or sorry, the, the, um, Tectonic, They're like plate the shift. plates of the earth are like sliding over top of each other okay very slowly but, I got a um, question measurable I got a question yeah.
0: so I remember this from our 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 talk last week right and I'm noticing right. it again this week you have an answer and a detailed answer for literally everything that we say literally how did how did you get to that point and why did you get to that point did you get to that point to where you're like I'm gonna go have an answer for Everything that someone has to say about this, because of Christianity, or was it just your because you you're just in love with learning things?
1: Or are you sitting well, in front of a computer coming up with these answers this fast? <laughs> it's a good no, now he's, top nah. no, he's too head, he's but, too um,
0: passionate about he's too passionate about the subject matter. I can tell he's not doing that. He's like he's like I can tell he enjoys um enjoys talking about this stuff. Okay. So yeah. Right.
4: Yeah. yeah, I've always had a passion for learning, and I probably do have, like, undiagnosed autism, and I'm just, like, very, like, I don't know, I've always been very interested in history, biological history, geology, uh-huh. and all that, so, um, yeah, I've, I've always been really interested okay, in like, my passion. So, so what's
3: it... Was he's he's it, like my twin brother. Right, so what's it... I, your, knew,
2: I knew you guys
0: were going to have a lot in common.
2: So, was it your questions that helped, that that formed... You know, this knowledge that you're carrying, this answer, okay, well, that's the reason that happened. Was it because of your upbringing? Well, okay, if there was a flood, then, then you know, how does man explain that? Did you go searching for that?
4: Uh, I mean, I really just kind of, like, I mean, I was always, like, in my faith, right? But, like, I always, like, it was just kind of, like, a, a side thing, I guess. I've, I've always been, like, in pursuit of knowledge my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean faith if it fits into that, that's great. But I've really been in search of um I guess knowledge more. I think I mean, I'd love I, to fit faith into it, but I think I get what you know, Mark's, I
0: Mark's asking, and I'm curious about that too. Did you go did you go learning about this stuff because you're like, listen, I don't know if this Christianity crap is true. I need to go look into it, or were you just in the process of learning, and then it, and as a result, you you fell away from Christianity? Am I making sense? Am I questioning? Yeah, that? I was
4: definitely in the process of learning, and it just like I slowly, I guess, degraded my relationship with Christianity.
0: Yeah, oh. yeah, because you do you have an answer for um, literally everything. Um, so basically,
1: the more knowledge of the world that you gained, the further away from the Spirit you went. Right.
4: Yeah.
0: Let me let me I'm going to ask you I'm going to test your knowledge real quick. Why do volcanoes have lightning? Lightning? You you haven't seen it yet?
4: No, I've not seen that. Dude, so cool. I haven't heard of it.
0: So cool. I've been seeing it um on TikTok videos recently. Oh, uh, but you whenever, don't see
1: nothing on TikTok right.
0: Whenever volcanoes explode, they have li- they have lightning, lightning bolts coming out of them. It's so cool, it's dude. The
1: electronic charge
0: well we, that's okay. Come on. No look. No.
1: no. <laughs> you think lightning comes from the cloud to the ground. You know what cause it causes you ground. know what causes electricity Wait, and electronic charge. I'm trying to educate you. No yes, way, way, dude. No. no listen, listen. You think it comes from the cloud to the ground, but it comes from the ground to the cloud. Yeah. Yeah, that's the connection.
0: Oh. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> lightning. Did you know Mount Everest is in Nepal? Yes, I did. Did you really? Cool. Just want to see. Want I, also to know,
1: I also know the mountain he's talking about in Australia. As soon as mountain we get McKinley. off this,
0: as soon as we get off this interview, Pete, you've got to go no, watch. No, in America. You've got to go watch some of those videos with oh. the um, volcano with the lightning. It's they're so cool. I just want. That's I don't crazy. know why they do I that. I just that. wanted to see if you. Yeah, I didn't either. Joe recently, it's That's cool. Crazy. So. Oh,
4: might also just because like they're really high and you know lightning strikes whatever's closest to them. Do you? There. So. Okay.
0: Let me ask you this, because you're a very knowledge based, very practical, very um just knowledge based person. What if there really was a God that desires a relationship with you? Would that not be something that would appeal to you? It like let's just say it was true, is real, there really is a God that wants to wants to have a relationship with you. That is that something that would appeal to you?
4: Absolutely. But I mean that's a really big like yes, you know. And I mean, I'd love to like, I guess deepen my relationship with God, but I'd have to see like a, a, quid pro quo for it, right? Like, you know, why why should I devote you know my time to God instead of studying or learning?
0: Well, if he's um, if he's real, if if he is, if it is the truth, don't you think he don't you think that would be the reason if it was if it was the truth? Just the fact that he's that he's there and he created you with with such fine details and stuff like that. He made you the way you are. Wouldn't that be enough?
4: I mean, sure, I guess. But, I mean, a lot of that can be explained. Like, I don't know how – like, I just can't see that, you know, God created me. I mean, maybe he influenced some, you know, proto-cell four billion years ago. Um, but, I mean, I was made by, you know, my mommy and my daddy. So
0: So you think, you think that God – God maybe, like, maybe, like, if God's real, then he, then he spurred into creation, and then, um, and then he's not active in the world anymore now?
4: Yeah, sure, but I mean, I, I can't even see, like, anything breaking the laws. I mean, we've never observed it. We don't know that, you know, it, it could happen. I mean, it could happen, um, but there's no evidence to corroborate that.
0: yeah. Let me let me tell you a story real quick. Um, here, it's happened here at this here at this church. A woman, um, a woman came to this women's cr- conference here. I always use this this example. I've I've done it before. I don't know if you've listened to all these episodes or not, but what's that?
2: Sorry, I was telling Larry Matthew seven seven to eight.
0: Um, so a um a woman came down here. She had cancer at this women's conference. And um, there, a bunch of women came over and prayed and laid laid hands on her and she felt a pop in her belly where her cancer was. And then the next week she went back to um, her doctor and her cancer was completely gone. And I look at stuff like that and I, I start to look at that kind of stuff logically as well and I start asking myself questions. Like one of two things has happened or there's only a few things I should say that's happening, right? Either Either that woman's like that woman could be lying, right, about having cancer at all and she just wanted attention, right? Or our church is lying about that story entirely. They fabricated it. Or it was a coincidence that she got healed right at that moment. Her cancer just, her body just healed it at that moment. Or she was divinely healed by God. Does that make sense? And honestly, the fact that God, like the the one that God healed her is more logically possible to me. Like it's not very logical. Like, first of all, if my church was lying about it, that would be a hard, hard to cover that up, man. Somebody's eventually going to get mad at the church and eventually start telling like, hey, church fabricate stories and stuff like that. And then the other one about, the other one that would be somewhat likely her getting healed right on the moment that she's in church like that, that's just too much of a coincidence to me or that God healed her. I know, I know you're probably not going to see that same way as me, but how do you see that? Like if you were, if you happened to come to church and you saw that with your very own eyes, would that, would you consider that evidence?
4: I mean, not really. Um, the same thing happens in mosques, synagogues, um, temples. Uh, I mean, there's been lots of, I mean, healings all over. I mean, it could just be a coincidence.
0: Does anybody have uh, an answer for that? Because he said that last week. Does anybody have an answer for that? Like, like um, there are healings in other religions. Like, why is that? Does anybody Does anybody have any input on that? I don't. Like, I don't know what to say to that.
1: Yes. Did, did not uh, several times in the Bible where people come across Jesus and said, hey, we healed in your name. And he said, yes, but I, I don't know you. Yeah, You know, you cast out demons in, in Christ's name, and he didn't know them.
0: But he's saying that, like, Hindu people are healed and stuff like that, not in Jesus's name. You know what I mean? Right. It's okay to say if nobody has anything. I just didn't know if anybody had any input on that or not. I don't know. I don't have an answer to that to that question. I get what you're saying with that question, but I don't have an answer to that. But I think I, think I, I, I do remember a Bible verse, reading a Bible verse, where it said that God blesses the unbeliever and the believer alike, right? Like
2: the sun shines on the good and evil. Alike, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, I don't know about that. Do you, do you see anything Pete ever bringing you, bringing you back to God? Do you ever see that being a possibility in your future?
4: I mean, I, I would hope so. Um, I, I hope that there's a God. Um, I don't know that there is. And until, I don't know.
0: You hope there's guess, a God.
4: Like, yeah. I mean, I think everyone hopes there's a God, uh, Why? or at least a good God. Um, I mean, who who wouldn't want to, I mean, I wouldn't want to live forever, but like who wouldn't want to, I guess, have another chance at life after these 80, 70, 90 so years. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just,
5: yeah, I, I find it
4: hopeful that if there is a God, um, he's benevolent. Um, and you know, he at least you know give us a choice to live or die. Um, mm. Well,
3: well, Pete, he does. He God does give you a choice, right? He, but I mean, he's, like he spelled you know, it out pretty clearly that if you accept yeah. His Son Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you'll live with Him forever. Right. And I, I, right,
4: but I mean, you know, Jesus doesn't give me much evidence to go on based on just like. Well, what his evidence? What evidence
3: would you need need to see in order to? Because you're you're wondering if Jesus ever put his two feet on this on this planet Earth. Is that what you're concerned about?
4: I mean, the historical Jesus probably did exist. Um, his divinity can definitely be questioned. Um, I mean, I just don't really. I mean, if it was God's, like, if the Bible was truly, like, God's written word, um, I think it would be more um, credible because we we honestly don't know who wrote uh, the Gospels. Um, most of the letters were written by Paul or someone acting as Paul in Paul's name. Um, And I just think that, like, you know, if God was, I don't know, more present, I mean, the Bible is good, uh, but it's not entirely uh, falsifiable, and, you know, there's a lot of missing uh, historical evidence to back the claims of the Bible. Like, if God was true, I mean, why wouldn't he put, like, billboards every 10 feet that are indestructible and he can write a message on it at any time like why why write a book two thousand years ago that hasn't really changed in the past a thousand years
2: and- hey hey Pete I I I man I appreciate those this is mark I appreciate those questions and you know it's amazing to me I've got this philosophy and I once you tell me what you think of it I think that each and every one of us are created with a hole that only God can fill and we search and we search, um, and we hope, you know, I loved what you said is I, I hope there's a God. Um, but this, this yearning, um, for knowledge, things, people, emotional security, sex, drugs, all different kinds of things. Some people take bad things and stuff in that hole. Some people take, I guess, quote, quote, good things and try to try to put in there, um, I know for my own life, I, I never could find a piece that fit. Um, so I, I'm kind of curious about. It's it's interesting to hear you talk at 19 years old. I I remember 19, um, and I probably would have been right there beside you, and we'd have <laughs> had some really deep philosophical, you know, and historical talks. But but. As I moved through life, um, I realized that 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 hole, all the things I kept pursuing and I kept thinking would explain things for me, didn't. And the hole was still there. Um, And it sounds like you've got the same one. Do you think it's possible we could have been genetically engineered to seek out and know and search for and try to develop a relationship with our creator?
4: Um, I definitely do think that there's an inbuilt um, search for something greater. Uh, I think that's partially what gives humanity, uh, I guess, a drive. Right. Uh, it's definitely evolutionarily beneficial. I don't think it you know, was created, uh, or at least there's no evidence to say that it was created. Um, it's evolutionarily beneficial because if you, I guess, take two different tribes of apes like if you ever watch 2001 a space odyssey where the the two apes are fighting over a puddle of water um if you take two tribes right and one tribe is just there and they're both like i guess like lined up in a, a line one's going to be like okay well if i die i'll go to heaven and i'll live a happy afterlife in valhalla or uh whatever you know they believe in um and the other line is like if i die that's that's it um i definitely think that like there's a there's a drive uh and that 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 party would probably be more likely to fight and win without running away um so it's definitely like a benefit to believe in an afterlife it's a it's a hope um but i don't think it necessarily makes it true uh i mean it's definitely great to search for god um I don't know, I'm just kind of rambling
0: here. Well, so so more specifically, thank you for that. More specifically, he's asked. he's he's basically saying that it, that he believes that that there's a hole that only God can fill and that maybe true peace can't be achieved without God. Um and that is what's built in us, not the idea of religion, not going to church, not um not seeking success on earth or anything like that, but literally seeking God. It you will not be one hundred percent fully content without without filling that hole with God. Um, I know you're nineteen, and I know you're nineteen, and it, this would probably be hard to answer for you because I know I probably couldn't answer that. I mean, you're still trying to find yourself in general. Right. But would you would you say that you you have total one hundred percent peace?
4: I mean, not total one hundred percent, but you know those things aren't out of my control. Like, I, I'd love to be a millionaire. I'd be pretty peaceful if I was a, a millionaire. But uh, oh, you'll I figure, I you'll figure out
2: that later. Yeah.
4: <laughs> right. Just right. let you
2: take your own, your misery to nicer destinations. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, no money, you'll find
1: you'll, you'll find that comes with a whole another set
0: of problems. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'd rather have I'd I rather guess. have big money problems than broke problems. That's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. I, I appreciate what you're saying. Go ahead. <laughs>
4: right. But I mean, I, I feel like I don't need, I, I, at least I don't at this moment in my life, I don't feel like I need God. I feel like all my answers or all my questions can be answered by science or at least 99.6%. There's like maybe three that we don't have a hundred percent. certainty
2: of. Oh man. Uh, you know, guys, what would be awesome is if we could do a documentary and just follow Pete for the next 30 years. I know. Yeah, and then condense great. it down and watch watch as he moves through life different levels of life. What, like the
4: Truman show? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> just yeah. like that.
2: That would be that like fly on or, the or, wall. You know?
4: Or, or we
1: could just jump to age 33. Yeah. And there he is.
0: Yeah, or we could <laughs> Yeah, we got P- Pete at 33 right here. <laughs> um, but that's the thing like I, I think I would I would like to talk to Pete in 5 years to see where is that because yeah. you I mean, you sound like a very gentle in- individual and you seem like you're very like open-minded. Um and I think you've probably gotten around um some people in college that has um kind of I mean, that's what you in college as well was kind of leaning towards that yeah. that um that atheistic mindset as well, right? 100%. But you, but you said that college really didn't didn't turn you away from God though.
3: No, it wasn't so much college as it was just the, the continual gaining of knowledge i just i feel like that knowledge now that i've had a few more years under me helps me explain things a lot differently today than it did when i was 18 19 years old
0: so you um you appreciate your you going and looking for knowledge right mm-hmm. you appreciate it but you yeah. just view that knowledge differently now uh, yeah totally
3: and the the main difference is and this is just for me Pete, it's not not any uh, putting anything on you, you know. At the same time, even with all that search and knowledge, you know, and the struggle I went through as well, could have saved myself a world of pain and a lot of other people in my life a lot of pain. If I had if God done in my it life. yeah.
0: Yeah, Pete, you don't do drugs, do you?
4: No, I don't even drink either.
0: Okay, good. Don't do drugs. We're you're going gonna gonna sa- to
4: that.
2: You're gonna save yourself a whole lot yeah. of trouble just yeah. yeah. and
4: that. and money. You may you <laughs>
1: right may there, be a millionaire yeah. before you know it. Yeah, not doing right. drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Right there, you're proving you're smarter than the rest of us. Right. Don't All do right. drugs, m- so. What's your
0: What's your <laughs> vice? What's your vice, Pete? My vice. Yeah. What's your What's your What's your bugaboo? What do you like? What's your vice? Everybody's got a vice. What's yours? Bugaboo. I'm sorry. Bugaboo. I don't like that word either. Knowledge.
4: That's Pete's.
0: Yeah. Learning, learning's your <laughs> vice, yeah? yeah? Well, I mean, I, I can mm-hmm. see that. Um, you get addicted to learning kind of, yeah. yeah.
1: Let me, let me. Uh, can I throw a verse at you? Yeah, they're called professors. They've given a lot of
3: money to learn a lot of things. <laughs> right. yeah. okay. Don't getting, throw the I'm, verse I'm, at me. No,
1: him. no, no. I'm getting ready to address something. Pete, what if you took that thirst for knowledge and turned it toward learning about God? In Matthew seven seven it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. If you took I mean, that same drive to find and explain God, you would be amazed at what happened in your life.
4: And, and I mean there's definitely some overlap there like i i did like this summer specifically i mean i had knee surgery at the beginning of the summer so i couldn't really find a summer job in oh, time and by the time i was healed like yeah you know, everything was already taken so i've pretty much been just stuck at home the whole summer and um uh i mean i've been doing like odd jobs like dog sitting and stuff but um for the most part i've just been like i guess soul searching and uh my scientific knowledge and i mean i have definitely tried to find overlap and it's it, it really hasn't I haven't found anything.
0: When's the last like, time I've you been, prayed?
4: I guess uh I don't know, probably three years ago.
0: Have you ever like went just in private? Have you ever just like talking to God like in your in your head or anything? Have you ever prayed? Like just where you're like you're like, yo, I like try to like have a relationship with him in that way. Like outside the Bible, outside of religion, outside of the Catholic Church, outside of whatever church you've gone to. Have you ever just prayed?
1: One on one conversation.
4: Not really, and I really don't like. I don't know. I just feel like it, like if I can't empirically see God, um, I don't know. I mean, I could try it. I, I'll try it. But oh, well, you know that's all.
0: That's really all. Know. That's all I tell people. I tell people this all the time because you know I interview people that don't believe every week. Um, we we all do. Um, and that's no. That's something that I tell people to say is like you don't ever have to tell me or anything. But like I know whenever I was a, a kid and growing up. Um, my relationship with God was developed through prayer, and He would show Himself in my, um, in my life through that. Um, He would, He would put little things showing me that He was there and He heard me. Um, it's kind of like that. That what is that? Um, what is that Zacchaeus or whatever? Yeah. That um. The
1: tax collector that climbed up in the tree. Yeah, where where little bitty man.
0: And then Jesus came around and talked to him, and He said something that made Zacchaeus see that Jesus saw him. When he was praying on the fit on the tree or whatever yes. on the whatever tree, and so, so
4: I guess my my question is like why doesn't like I'm not even in that tree, but like why wouldn't I guess God come and find me anyway? Like even if I'm not in the tree, um, why wouldn't he I guess show me any?
0: Well, see, God's omnipresent, so we believe God's he, mean, like God's in this conversation dude, right now, dude. He sent a podcast sure.
2: to you, bro.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Here's I mean, your sign. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, he's not. He's not showing me what I want to see. At least. Ah, yeah. What yeah. you want to see? That. Hey, you know what, right, he, what I, I want to see.
2: I I really I really appreciate your open mindedness and saying, you know, if there is a God. And if you're willing to, to say that prayer, and, you know, there's been times in my life where I've said, hey, God, I don't mean this. I don't mean this at all, but I'm doing it anyway. And, you know, made a request, you know, prayed for somebody that I really didn't like at all. And I told God I didn't mean it. Um, but he revealed himself through that process. And it wasn't immediate, but looking back, I can see it was an answer to that prayer. You know, maybe, uh maybe you tried that experiment. You're, you're a scientist. Maybe you tried that experience. Just here's,
4: ask, ask here's God what I
2: If you're real, man, show me, prove it
4: to yeah, me. Yeah, I've, I've asked that like probably five times. Not that.
0: Have you? I want you to. I want you to. I, I want you to say, say something different. I want you to say, show me what you need me to do. To start my process in believing in you. Yeah, that's what I want you to pray. I want you to say. But I want you to do it sincerely. Say, God, I'm here. I want you to show me what I need to do to start in the process. And then, God is a good God, and He will show you what you need to do to go through that. And then you're just going to have to decide whether you want to do it or not. And then, and then it's a multi-step process. It goes on th- for years and years and years, and your life will most likely get harder. Um, the path is narrow. But dude, I got to say, I feel a lot better in this. I Maybe my energy was off in the last episode, but I felt just a nasty, maybe I was in a bad mood or something. So I apologize for that. But I got to say, dude, I feel so much better in this episode. Um, and you're the same guy. I, I can, you're the same guy, um, that I interviewed last week. So, and I can just see how cool your demeanor is and how like open-minded you are, where you're, um, where you're, you're searching for knowledge and I see where your heart's at. Um, you just want the truth, and that's what you're searching for. And empirical, so far, Im-
2: empirical, imp- what do they call it? Evidence? Im- empirical evidence. Empirical evidence. Yeah,
0: that's what you're looking for. And you're, it's just led you um, down a different path so far. Um, but I, I gotta say, I admire what you're doing, man. And it's really cool. So you, you don't have a job right now? Are you still? You had so you had leg surgery, right?
4: Yeah. Left knee arthroscopy, and I was kind of out of commission for about a month. But I'm back now. Uh, You're looking for a job? Like a week from today. So, oh, or, nice. Sorry, a month from today, but yeah. I was like, uh, you, sure, you can come perfect. sell
0: you can come sell roofs in Oklahoma, bro.
4: <laughs> I'd love to.
2: Hey, did you tell us what your major was?
0: Did you tell us? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Zoology. Biology.
2: Biology. So, how many more years you got left, Pete?
0: Three.
4: Uh, I just finished Two. my freshman year, so freshman. yeah, three. Three.
0: And what are you planning on doing with that degree?
4: Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I might go into evolutionary biology and get my master's, maybe do a PhD, uh, do research. But I also really would love to just become like a high school biology teacher. That'd be cool. Um, it really depends on my like, financials and effort. And, and I'd be happy doing either. Um, but I'd definitely love to do something in that area.
0: Drew, didn't you say something about evolutionary biology?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean... I
3: took all those same courses when I did my undergrad.
0: Yeah, did evolution pull you away from the idea of God? Did that specific that that teaching specifically pull you away from God?
3: Um, it, it played into it. I look at it totally differently. Yeah, today I
0: believe. Do you believe in evolution?
3: Uh, not in the way that it that our understanding of evolution is today. No.
0: What about you, Pete? Do you believe we evolved from apes?
4: Hundred percent.
0: Okay, I just got a question for you then because I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll well, actually,
4: no. I don't believe what we evolved from apes. I, I believe we evolved from great apes and a common ancestor of
0: Okay, because I was going to say, I, I've always had one supporting. question to that. Like, why do apes still exist if we evolved from apes? Oh, yeah.
4: Easy answer. So, um, have you ever seen uh, like a family tree? Um, we're not like the brothers of apes, right? We didn't just pop out one day and it's like, oh, here's a human, here's an ape. We're distant 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 cousins um so you could go all the way back to the grandfather or like the great 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 grandfather and if you look at the great or great grandfather it probably looks more like a cross between like a dog and a monkey and if you keep going down obviously that's not around anymore today because all the common ancestors die out um but if you look at the branches like you can see like um like we all evolved from that general species um but if you look at like the the family tree um like the all the ants or sorry not not the ants um, like the grandparents they're all extinct now and now it's just the cousins that are left um but they all they all branch back to one uh common ancestor and really it boils down to um the definition of evolution being change in allele frequency over time which basically just says, like, yeah, it's not, like, getting stronger, getting better, getting smaller. Um, It's really just change in your genome, like, your your DNA sequence. You're taught um, random
3: random mutations throughout time. I mean, yeah, it's random. And so the world would have to be
0: millions of years if that was the case, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Okay. So – we're at 113 and I'm scared that we're going to go way long if we don't start doing the rounds now cuz we have extra people in studio. So, um towards the end of the episode, we do we do rounds, we go around the table and we um and we just say our closing phrase and because you're our guest, you get the final say. Um and we always start with Mark. Mark, it is your turn. Oh.
5: I
2: man, it was great talking with you. Um I don't know. I was just listening to that and just remembering back, um, taking a couple of years of college, being being that age. And I'm not trying to be ageist. I know as we get older, we start talking about everybody's age because <laughs> we're all dying. right? <laughs> I hated I that, I too, was, when I was young. I, I was like, I you was, don't know me. Oh, man, I wish I was 19 again. <clears throat> so many things I'd done different. Um, but I, man, I, you know, I, I appreciate you. And, and, uh, what I really, uh, appreciate about, um, you is your, you know, I mean, you got a little bit of God needs to prove he's God to me. I, you know, I, I, I remember that. Um, I remember, uh, going through a big phase in life where I was like, you know, I don't know what kind of sadist writes this does all these things in the Bible. You know, have you got... I don't know. You guys ever watch the devil's advocate, the movie with, with Al Pacino. Yeah. You know, the, ra- in the day I did. Yeah. You know, the rampage Al Pacino goes on yeah. at the end. Yeah. The, the, um, look, but don't touch the, you know, this, I don't remember angry rant at God. Um, Al Pacino calls him to say this. It's like, I hear that rant over and over again from many, um, Uh, what, what does he call himself? Um, atheists, um, and, and Satanists, um, this rant about how, you know, you know, cruel God is how ridiculous his, his, his tenets are, why do he do it this way? You know, what kind of person does that, you know? And I, I remember a lot of judgment, my own arrogance and judgmentality, um, and in doing that. And, you know, I detect not a whole lot of that from you. I detect from you is, is that, uh, you're just a man seeking. Um, and man, you know, if you're seeking, um, that's a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, an open mind is a beautiful thing right now. You've made your decision and, and you know, that that's your decision. And, uh, but, but man, I like the fact that you're open to evolution. Um, because we can evolve, uh, in our, in our thinking and, and, you know, I just, I just have a lot of hope in my heart that, that God leads you through a process that he does reveal himself to you. I hope you say Zach's prayer and, uh, you know, and just see what happens. And, uh, you know, I guess that's all I got. Thanks.
0: Okay. Larry.
1: I'm going to repeat the verse that I i gave you um on wednesday when we taped and that's psalm 24 the earth is the lord's and everything in it the world and all who live in it for he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters you know everybody on this planet regardless of what they choose to believe or not belong to god that's really the final say on it. I would ask you to uh, read the prayer that David wrote in Psalms 25. And I, I won't read it here now, but go into Psalms 25 and really look at it. And read it and, and say say it to God with conviction behind it. I'm praying that he opens up your eyes and removes the scales that you have right now. You know what I'm
4: saying? Yeah, I mean I definitely like I can't betray, you know, logic, reason, like the core tenets of our reality. Um in favor of God. But I I do hope that, you know, he can come along and fit into those guidelines of our reality. So yeah.
0: There you go. Okay, Drew. Yeah,
3: Pete, uh, I appreciate you being here and I see a, a lot of myself in you, man. Um always keep that passion for seeking. I think it's a a great asset. You sound like a very a, a intelligent um man. But um don't forget that, you know, God works in ways that we're not privy to and that's due to the fact that he is an all-powerful and ever-present God in our lives. And so sometimes we can uh, place expectations upon God that we have no business putting expectations on because he's the one who gave us everything that we have. So um, I'm, I'll be praying uh, that you find all the answers that you are seeking for. That's what I'll pray for you. Um, and uh, I just appreciate it. Uh, I will say... Uh, learning is great. Just don't have uh, paralysis by analysis. Sometimes God has given us an eight gifts in order to feel things in our lives. And not everything is always so analytical. So that's all I have. Far
0: out, man. Okay. Appreciate you, Pete. Okay, my turn. My turn, my turn. Yay! I've been waiting this whole time. Um, okay, so I want to just get practical with, practical with you about my, my relationship with God and give you an opportunity um, to... If Like I said, dude, if you do this, you, you ain't got to tell me. I don't need no credit for this. It all goes back to God anyway. Um, but I would want you to pray for God to, to say, God, show me what I need to do. Um, show, show me what I need to do to start my journey into following or following you or, or seeking you or finding you. And I'm, I'm telling you, he's going, to, he's going to show you something. And he's going to give you a task, and you're going to have to you're going to have to decide whether you're going to do it or not. Um, God's given me a task right now that I've been sitting on for about six months that I've been telling him no on. So it doesn't matter how seasoned you are as a Christian or how new you are. Um, we have to learn how to submit to God whenever He reveals Himself. And then it doesn't matter how many cool things He shows you; you're still going to question if He exists. Doesn't matter. Um,
4: yeah, my question is, like,
0: mm-hmm.
4: why can't I just say it without conviction? Because, I mean, if I. There's always the confirmation bias. And if you. I mean, humans are privy to patterns. So, I mean, we find patterns in, like, everything. Like, um, like we just find, like, if you ever heard of numerology, it's a uh, pseudoscience where it's basically people look in, like, the Bible and they're like, oh, the end is near because, you know, Isaiah 22. Is written twenty two and there's like twenty words in it, so the world must end in twenty twenty two. And it's just like, well,
0: let me answer your I mean, question real quick. Let- and
4: if you like, if you're in the mindset of looking for those patterns, obviously something's gonna show up.
0: Um, yeah.
4: So I guess my question is, why do I have to like pray for it? Why can't I just like i I've, I've asked God without prayer to reveal him but Mm -hmm. i I don't really see it because i'm not in that mindset well
0: it says in the bible to continuously work out your salvation um continually do it and so it's not just something you do one time it's be something you have to continue to do over and over again like and have to grow in your relationship with god and then you're going to be fighting an invisible enemy as well that's trying to take you to another um area as well i'm just i know you don't believe the same things as me but i'm just telling this is what i believe this is what this is what i see happening in my own life so it doesn't matter what you do you're always going to be fighting these things it just it's just it's just your choices will change you're going to choose to follow and and i and I, I know i said that earlier and um i said that you, you've got to mean it when you say it and i as soon as i said that i was like but do you Sometimes we pray, and God answers no matter what,' cause like I've acted like a complete turdhead before <laughs> while I was praying, and God still came through with his promises with me, and i and so some I don't know if it matters if you mean it or not, but might be something you try, but i I don't know, I don't know, man, like I said, it's just um sometimes I feel kind of silly explaining stuff to atheists like this when I start ex- explaining this spiritual stuff, but it's like, um, it, it is my experience. And, um, you seem like a I, I, let, let me say this. You seem like a really cool cat, like a dude that I would hang out with and chill with and, and talk about life with out on a balcony, looking at mountains and stuff. And, and I think we'd enjoy ourselves. and I think you're a really good guy. And, um, and I just hope you continue on the path you're on. Um, I know that, I know that your energy seems really cool. And, um, and I just hope you continue being that kind and nice person. But, um, we're at 123, So the floor is yours, bud.
4: Yeah. Again, I mean, I really hope that, you know, uh, I can find, I guess, God, if he is real, um, in my life somehow, uh, I hope he comes to me, uh, because, you know, if God was, I guess, all loving and all good and all powerful, um, I do think he would come to me, even if I didn't, you know, pray to him per se. Um, And I'm definitely open. I'm listening. Uh, I'm an open receiver. just waiting on that radio transmission to pop in. Hold on. I Uh, don't want to interrupt.
0: I know this is your point, but I want to say something. Because I asked this question in the intro, but um, you were – Drew was an atheist, and I asked him this question earlier. I just want to make sure you – because I don't know if you'll listen to this whole show or not. You may not, but – um, Drew, you said that you saw where God was communicating with you while you were an atheist. Now that you, now that you're, now that you're making a practice of it, you're like, oh, God was with me even back then, of trying to communicate with you and stuff. Is that true?
3: Yeah, hundred percent. So it, it's all perspective and and kind of what you're seeking out in your life and what mindset you're putting yourself into. Yeah,
4: Drew, Can I ask how like specifically God was communicating with you?
3: specifically like looking back or currently
4: yeah like looking back like at the time like how did you find well guess, signals or whatever? as far as
3: like so like if you if you're if you're wondering if i've ever had god come sit on my couch and talk to me no i have not um but i do believe that we are all created in god's image and um, all connected in that way. so I hear things so people in my life that I've encountered I've communicated with God with. Um, I have communicated with God or God has shown himself to me through um, saving my life a few times and struggles with drug addiction um, even when I didn't know it at the time and um, that's how I feel like God has worked in my life um, getting me through some really tough like mental health issues. In my life. So those are the ways I think we get stuck on that communication is only verbal Mm -hmm. or something that we can see. But I truly do believe communication, uh, there's forms of communication that are not
0: understandable just through the five senses. Signs, wonders, dreams, um, visions, stuff like that. Um, Like the visions are a little more... um, in your face and stuff like that. I've never heard the audible voice of God. Um, but usually when it's God te- uh, speaking to you, it confirms it like with signs and stuff like that. Like I know he always confirms it. I mean, I don't want to go over the story of the bird again, but you could go back and listen to last episode. It's a really long story. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that God speaks through. And I, th- I really do think he does with you too. It's just whether you realize it or not. So. But I stole your time, bro. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to bring that up. Go go ahead with your thing.
4: No, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, as I said, I'm still, I guess, open to signs or or whatever. But, um, you know, until then, I'm probably just going to keep living my life the way I live it. Um, I live a pretty moral life. I mean, I'm an Eagle Scout. I still abide by pretty much all the tenets of the Scout Law and Scout Oath. So, um you know, I'm a pretty, I guess, moral character. I I don't like to hurt anyone. Yeah. Uh, I try my hardest not to. I try not to take as many risks as I can. Um,
0: I get that from you. I'm the same way. Now. And, I mean,
4: <laughs> I, I just don't really see, like, I don't know. I guess the only gripe I have with, like, religion and you know, I guess it's just sin. And it's like, you know, like, why does God care that I eat shellfish? Or why does he care about, you know.
0: Mark said that same thing. Yeah. Mark, right, Mark right. used to be pissed at God because when he had when he had pork, he would be like, "Why would God not want me to eat this? This is awesome!" And he, <laughs> yeah, he's the Mark was the same way. Yeah, a crisis
2: like, of faith we go over that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, we right, identify so, with you.
4: Yeah, that's that's really the only gripe I have with it. But I mean, if if that's the law, I mean, God can prove it to me, then I guess I'll agree. There but you go. Until then. The- I'll still live a pretty moral life and I'll be pretty happy. Um, I'll try my best.
0: Yeah. That's all we can ask for. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on, Pete. I appreciate you, brother. Um, I hope this was a better experience for you this time. Um, Yeah, definitely. So, okay. All right, brother. Um, Episode comes out next Tuesday at 9 a.m. I'll have some um, quicker editing to do this time. So thank you. Thank you for coming on, brother. I appreciate it.
4: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, bye. So, Drew,
1: what you're saying is the old premise of hindsight is 2020.
3: Yeah. I think it's pretty clear.
2: That's always the way I see God. Mm-hmm. I, I can never see him when it's happening, it's always in reverse. I, everything, I
3: can always see it. God, God has made no, me not. pretty oblivious in my life for how much education I have. So it usually goes right here. Then, oh yeah,
0: not I not me. That. It's pretty much like they're they're they used to how it worked, but now it's like in the moment, and I don't know. Yeah, he talks
2: to you differently, Zach. Yeah, it,
0: sometimes sometimes it's happening in the moment, and I don't know. It's like what the heck else does he's got to do to prove? But like. But I also have this very I feel like there's this a lot stronger opposition that comes with that as well. Right. Like I have a very, very that's why that Will the Trucker. I know you're listening to this little turd. Um, <laughs> um Will the Trucker said that I'm a future atheist um in my comments. He's been talking about <laughs> it for a couple of days now. And um Yeah, I called Wish. you a turd. I'll say it louder, you're a turd. <laughs> He's but, just wishful thinking. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. The, the, the thing is, is I think the thing, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to go there. I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not doing it. I'm going to back out. Um, okay. So, but here's the deal. Don't, I, don't, I don't recognize pull what's pulling me away, trying to make me an atheist is of a spiritual descent. I recognize that. I recognize that clear as a bell. There is something strongly that doesn't want me to be a Christian. And it's not. And it's not my own thoughts convincing me. I'm not that smart. Okay, mm-hmm. I've told you guys you, every. You've proven that. I've told yeah. you guys every spiritual experience I've ever had on this show. I've never, never hid one from right. you. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that God is speaking to me, right? Mm-hmm. But so is, so is Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and he is trying to just to take me away from Christianity. And it's it's wild, man. It's wild, and I can see it plain as day. What
1: would he benefit? satan if you walked away from christianity at this time
0: i mean this whole ministry would be uprooted so yeah
1: and then yeah. everyone that ever watched this would say huh look see at i it. told you you know yeah,
0: it was just yeah. a matter yeah, just of time another faker, yep. that's right yeah. another faker anyone we ever touched yeah would would, would, would be yeah. like yeah some people probably deconvert with me honestly yeah yeah mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's never going to happen. Honestly. It's like, I mean, it's hard. Like I know with those spiritual signs that I get from God, it also gets like, I can tell I get harder spiritually attacked than other people. And I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't like that crap, man. It's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? It feels like a lot of pressure. It most of the time, most of the time, like I do not even want to be in this, you know, like I don't know how to explain it.
1: Drew, how do you make a diamond? Pressure. Yeah. Lots and lots of
0: pressure. Pressure Branding down well, well, on me. Well, what's it
1: who's that? Well, <laughs> I don't have a oh, I
2: know It's Queen. Nah, yeah. Right. I thought it was uh
0: da, da, da. pressure.
1: You're right. It's Queen. Yeah. We won't talk about that. I'm gonna read a verse <laughs> to you, Drew. Okay. Yes. And and now you have a different um mindset than mm-hmm. you did before. See if this speaks to you.
0: Is it the dog's one? Don't read him the dog's verse. <laughs> it's
1: Matthew seven fifteen. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit.
0: Hmm. He always pauses for 30 minutes to gather his thoughts after he reads verse. Sounds like college professors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Thank you. I I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say that. Right. You know, we see that term false prophet as preachers that are preaching outside the realm. Okay. That, that are not, actually following the word of God when they preach. Yeah. And and I think that's something that we need to actually see. Our kids are being led away.
2: Not, not only are they deconstructing God,
0: they're deconstructing our society
1: and our family unit and yeah.
2: our families. That's right.
0: Lyndall was talking last week after we left here, he said he went to college for a little bit, like in his, in his elder stages or whatever. And, he said, "His first day in college, um, he walked into a class and the professor was like, um like started saying God wasn't real and that that and he like that minute, the first thing that came out of his mouth was that like,
3: wow. Well, and and we we can talk about this. We're going down a little hole here, but like the education system as a whole in the United States, if you look back, I mean, mm-hmm. was never designed to keep your child from seven a.m. till three four p.m. Right? School was just." basic classes you were there for a little bit and your parents did most of, still most of your educating and then you were uh, working most of the time yeah and but then the you whole, yeah but during the industrial revolution then right after what did the united states need they needed babysitters sheep. no they needed workers
0: yeah uh, so the
3: school system wasn't designed to create anyone who could think outside for
0: <laughs> yeah you're supposed to school, do what your parents are doing you go no, to school for they half were a day. training
3: you to work under them to make them money right. they yeah. needed they needed sheep to produce money for them that's that's where the education system in the united states really came from the rothschild all that so you can look into it yeah the the united states government has put out that all these big companies, they needed workers. To fill you really their-
0: don't think of motive behind things like that because you're born into it, and it's just such a normal part of what you do. Right, but they are coming out in our face.
1: They are trying to indoctrinate your kids. Yeah. Right? earlier and earlier and earlier. I know, I remember. And when I, remember- I went through school, I mean, when I went through school, it was the basics, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So, you know, I mean, we learned... But mom made sure that we followed up.
0: Yeah, I remember um, we, me and Keegan went to a uh, daddy's daughter's dance. She's thirteen now. This is a couple years ago, um, maybe even three years ago. But we went to a daddy daughter dance, and we were sitting in our truck. We didn't really want to go in yet, so we we're sitting in the truck, and this girl, her age eleven or so, walked in front of us, and she had like a really skimpy dress on, and like it was, it was. Very uncomfortable um, looking. And I go, whoa. And she goes, what? Um, my daughter said that. She goes, what? She's just expressing herself. <laughs> and I was like, I said some things. I was like, nah, she's expressing her butt cheeks or something. like, like That's what she's doing. Like, that's not expressing yourself. And, I t- and I've started to get angry. And I knew that she would have got defensive if I did that. And I said, and I just, I just broke down. I told her the truth. I said, I know you heard that at school. And I know that's what you're being taught, but that is not expressing yourself. The only reason you would wear clothing like that is if you were wanting to um, attract male attention to yourself. Right. You're you have a body, and you, and it, maybe you even have a nice body, but that's for your husband someday. That's not for everyone to see. What is the purpose for showing people your body? other than to have males be attracted to you. There is no other reason. I said, so the fact that she said that, I know you're not a bad person. I know you're just saying that because you mimic that, but she heard that at school. There's these excuses of why it's okay to do things like that now, and it's because you're expressing yourself. No, you're showing people your butthole. That's what you're doing.
1: <laughs> Boy, that was a skimpy dress. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like really skimpy. yeah
0: but <laughs> I, the, I was being a little too graphic there yeah, but that's pretty, pretty much, much so. okay yeah did, did i did <laughs> with i with that did, did i take you off guard there so well,
1: as as a dad with three daughters and a grandpa with two granddaughters i don't want to think that way
0: i know it's crazy man it's like I just want to teach her to dress modestly, and that that that's not expressing yourself. It's not okay to do that, you know, but it's so hard being twenty twenty three and having a daughter and trying to teach her that, but
1: I understand that, but the the amazing thing is like when when darcy uh when Darcy and I first started coming to church, some of the shorts she wore were oh so short, and I knew because i was raised in church you know i i knew the implications and i knew i could see the looks from some of the women here you know but they didn't say anything they didn't say anything that's good that's yeah. one thing about this church is that they all all of us i mean i, I don't think there's any of us out here in, in this church that haven't walked the wrong walk for a while yeah you know i mean yep. It it's amazing the the i want to say the level of judgment isn't at this church as much as in churches that i have experienced in the past and they the problem was that they were wrong about that but what you said was actually the correct way society has built it up that a woman is to be looked at to be lusted after but the Bible says that if you lust after her, you've already committed adul- adultery with her. Mm-hmm. And if you, if a woman or even a man, so I can stay out of that trouble, dresses inappropriately and draws attention to their self, then they are putting a stumbling block in front of others.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of hate for that one. But anyway, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, man. I agree. I don't think it's expression something. I don't think it's art. I think it's, I think it's not okay. Um, okay. Before we get out of here, what's one thing, one thing that you would say, um, to, to anyone who's an atheist right now, um, since you're a former atheist, why did what do you think God put you on this podcast today? What is the message that you think God wanted you to get out today?
3: that if you if you truly sit down and stop and seek for him he'll find you. Yeah, but it's not his job I mean it. It's not his job to seek you out. God yeah. for me, God loved us so much that he gave us free will. And the definition of free will is that it's uh, the onus is on us to
0: to search. Yeah. Yeah. I hear a lot of people like like Pete said that the you know, he needs to come to me and show me and, and it's the other way. Like you're gonna have to do some stuff. Yeah. And I like what you said earlier. I don't remember how you put it, but um sometimes you gotta put all that knowledge aside and just look for the the reality of the situation, the truth, right? Yeah. So anybody got anything else to yeah, say?
1: I, I find it extremely interesting that knowledge knowledge tends to lead people away from God. What was the fruit of the first tree?
0: Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that before. Yeah, it that's was crazy. The, yeah. it was
1: the knowledge of truth, the, the, the good tree of knowledge of good yeah.
0: And evil.
3: Yeah, well, and what we call knowledge today too is worldly knowledge. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: and it it talks about all the time, right? Like we we have to be able to live in the world, but we don't have to live of the world.
0: Yeah, ooh, that's yep. good. There you go. That's good. Okay. Um, Thanks, everybody, for watching, listening. I appreciate it. Larry, say your thing.
1: Jesus loves you, and so do I.
0: Okay. We love you guys. We are out. Thank you so much for listening to the Help My Unbelieve podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And more importantly, tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. for new episodes.